Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome back to the Jessica Harlow podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. In case you're new here, I'm your host, Jessica Harlow. I'm probably best known for being a content creator in the beauty and self-help space. I created this podcast because I wanted to share the spiritual, but also the practical things that have really helped me to transform my life and how I feel about it. And when I saw how much better my life was becoming and how much better I was feeling when I decided to take my happiness into my own hands and make it my number one priority, I wanted to help everyone else feel just as good. I believe that everybody is capable of doing more than just admiring beautiful, happy, successful people. Why not join them? You deserve it. I know that you deserve it, and I'm here to try to help you convince yourself that you deserve it and also help you with some tools for how you can make that work in your life because there's nothing more frustrating than you know, when you come across advice and you're like, that's fantastic, how do I apply it? I basically created this podcast because whenever I come across something or learn something that I feel like, oh my God, I wish I knew this sooner. I wish somebody had told me this, or I wish I understood this sooner. Whenever I come across something that makes me feel that way, I want to come to this podcast and share it with you guys. So obviously we've shared a lot so far. We're like 68 episodes deep, but there's always more. There's always, always more. So we definitely don't have time to waste. Okay, so let's get into this week's episode, which was inspired by a message that I received on Instagram. If you're not following me on Instagram, my username is at Jessica Harlow. So often, a lot of the messages and conversations that we have end up inspiring podcast episodes, especially when I feel like we're talking about something that can benefit more than just like you and I. You know what I mean? So obviously, I try to answer as many DMs as possible. And when I get a message that's really time sensitive, something specific, I answer one on one. Like I'm not gonna if you send me a DM, I'm not gonna be like, Oh, I'll address this in my podcast. So wait, I'm not gonna make you wait until the episode goes up, you know, especially if it's something that's really specific and time sensitive for you. um, I'll answer right away if I can. Or if it's something where I have a quick and simple answer. Anyway, I got a message recently and it was just, it was, it was about one specific thing, but there were so many different layers to it. Like as I was reading it, it was just giving me like all these like red flags of things that we need to talk about, even though it's not necessarily what she was asking. Um, Just so many different things that came to mind that I really wanted to address. I just got like this feeling inside of me where I was like, somebody needs to hear this. Just like by reading it, I realized there was so much to it from how to reject someone, how to handle someone who let's say like loses their cool when you reject them, how to, you know, create boundaries, set standards, how people can test you, push you, pressure you. Um, And just some unconventional advice kind of came to mind, which is very much my style. You guys know I'm not really like conventional advice. I like I like the weird shit that works. You know, I don't really like to stick to just like the cookie cutter answers. I kind of like to give you a little bit something little bit something spicier. Um, But anyway, don't let the question fool you is what I'm trying to say. We're going to be talking about a lot here. So here's what she wrote in. Hey Jess, question for you. Have you ever had any guys that are so bad with rejection? I've had guys ask if I could send them nudes, have sex with them or other things. And when I say no, they start to insult me and say I'm out of their league, um, that I'm not cute enough, so it's okay, that I'm fat as a whale. Do guys do that in New York or is it just like California assholes? So first and foremost, I think that naturally men don't do very well with rejection. It's an emotional thing. Nobody likes rejection, let's be honest. Um, And I think 
it's because I, I said something to her in this where I said it's best to politely reject everyone at first just to see how they'll react so that you see much more of their character. Now, what I meant by that is to politely reject um, not just like when you're not interested in someone. Of course, it's best to do things politely, um, but also but even when you like someone and they ask you to do something or they ask you out, like find a nice way to kind of like say no in any area of your life, you really shouldn't be accepting a first offer because usually people are lowballing you. I know it sounds weird, but it honestly can give you like I'm not telling you like flat out like if you want to see someone, don't tell them like flat out. No, I don't want to see you. But like you could just say that you're busy or say you have other plans or whatever, whatever your story is, whatever you feel best with going with. But it's best to not be immediately available to anyone because you can also get your give yourself enough time to see if they're even worth you, you know, making your way out to see them in person or not. And also see what their what their intentions are, what their character is, because sometimes you'll be surprised. Like if you reject someone, it's in a polite way. They can still take it really negatively. And it's good to be able to see that, to see if that exists in a person, because it's a very interesting thing what happens when people don't know how to manage their own insecurities. Um, Like in this example where she said, you know, let's say she's rejecting a guy. Now, assuming she's doing it in a nice way, um, I think every girl has experienced rejecting a guy and then he turns around and like starts, you know, calling you all kinds of names and like just trying to like downgrade you. You know what I mean? Like verbally downgrade you. Everybody's experienced that. But I do want to say because I do see things a lot like when I'm out and about, like I'll notice, like I pay it. I'm really into like human nature and human psychology. So I like to kind of really observe what's going on. And there have been so many times where I've literally seen women like reject men in such a nasty, snobby way. And unless someone's coming at you like in a disrespectful, sleazy kind of manner, I, I really don't see the point. As long as somebody's coming at you and approaching you in a respectful manner there's really no reason why you should be rude like there's no need to be like rolling your eyes making faces like you guys have no idea like the things that i've seen and i feel so bad for people when i see that happen to them and it's usually like women do that to to guys like guys are usually pretty nice to girls even when they approach them like generally speaking guys are just thrilled that there's like something that has a vagina like around them you know what i mean um so it's a little bit different but um it's very important to as long as someone's being respectful to be respectful back. And there are ways, I know it's tricky. Sometimes people don't know how they're supposed to reject someone in a nice way. Um, And this is more or less about people that you, you know, you just met them. Like this isn't talking about after you've already been dating someone or you maybe gone on a few dates and you have to reject them. Maybe we'll get into that in this episode. But um, if you are, let's say, trying to reject someone that you just met, some guy approaches you, let's say, and they're really unattractive. You would never want to talk to them in a million years. You know, you could be nice, you could be polite. And then something that I've done, and it's like my typical like go-to, I've told so many guys this, and and usually like nine times out of 10, it goes really smoothly. But what I'll say, and of course, this is only reserved for the people who are approaching me in a nice way. um, But usually what I'll say is something to the effect of, I'll make something up like a good a good line that I'll say is like, you know what? You remind me so much of like my ex and I'm really trying to like move forward. But I think there are so many other girls here that would love to talk to you. And like, don't let me take up your time. 
like something like that, like kind of make it like you're doing them a favor by rejecting them. Like it's not personal. It's not that you don't find them attractive. Even you saying like something like you remind me of like an ex is like, well, maybe you found me attractive at some other point. So it's not like a flat out, you know, thing, but it's a good way to be like, you know, it's not that I find something wrong with you. Um, And you're also complimenting them and telling them, you know, I'm sure you're a wonderful person. And there are definitely other people here who would likely that I think would likely find you to be really interesting, attractive, etc, whatever, Um, who would love to talk to you, right? So that's, that's a line that I usually have gone with. And it's done me very well. Usually, they're very nice, and they're appreciative. And it and they just take it and they move on. And I know what you guys are thinking, because you're probably saying to yourself, like, why couldn't I just go with the line of like, oh, I already have a boyfriend or I'm seeing someone or, you know, I'm in a relationship, something like that. And here's the thing, when you do that, and you're not actually like in a relationship, you don't have a boyfriend, you're not seeing someone. Well, the problem with that is when you use that line, and then later on, and let's say other people are coming up to you, um, and they see you like, like, these are people who you are actually interested in talking to, and you are attracted to then they start to figure out that you are probably lying to them and that you are actually being very insulting to them and then they start feeling even more insecure when they really don't need to um again this is obviously for people who are approaching you in a respectful way if somebody's coming at you like as a douchebag like by all means ruin their lives like for the night like whatever but um if somebody is just being nice just like there's a way of doing things and sometimes because like i've experienced that where i have lied and been like oh i have a boyfriend and they'll see me talking to somebody else like somebody else will approach me and i'll start talking to them and then they'll start like that person that i rejected will come back and be like oh you have a boyfriend right and then they'll start saying things. You know what I mean? So it's not a good look. The best thing that you can do is honestly the lines that I gave you before. Um, That's why I never use the line of like, oh, I already have a boyfriend unless I actually already have a boyfriend. But there is the off chance that sometimes even if you do reject somebody kind of in a gentle manner, they can get into that like crazy stage where they're like calling you a hideous, ugly whore that they would never want to be with anyway, etc, etc. Or they're like, maybe on the other hand, they're like really like pushy and just kind of like insisting that, you know, sometimes they'll try harder. Now that's when you kind of have to escalate into being a little bit more firm, and maybe a little bit more mean, you know what I mean? But you have to escalate, like don't start there. But as I was saying, No matter even if you're interested in someone or not, at some point, like from early on, like initially, you should kind of turn them down in some way. Never accept a first offer. It applies to business. It applies to romance. It applies to literally everything. It's not like you're flat out rejecting or like being rude or being mean, but just just a little, you know, make it clear that they're not a priority yet. And that's something that they're going to have to earn. You know what I'm saying? But moving on from that. There's like this other issue, apparently, where um, guys are trying to ask girls for like more than they should be asking for and doing it really quickly. It's like almost and I mean, it's very telling of what the guy's intentions are. And I'm going to say this for anybody who might need to hear it because this is like baffling Um, and it happens in like subtle ways, maybe not as extreme as this. Like maybe he's not flat out asking you for like nudes and sex, like maybe it's something else, but 
guys tend to want to get as much as possible out of every situation. Do you know what I mean? And they want to get it as fast as possible. Like speed is everything. Um, it's the main reason why like a guy doesn't care. Like he'll screw a girl like within the first like hour, if not less, you know, like honestly, if you were to ask a guy like, hey, would you bang this girl? He'll like in theory, let's just go with like in theory, probably like high, high, high chances. Now, does that mean he's necessarily interested in that woman? Like, I mean, how could he be? Like, he only met her like five minutes ago. But attraction, attraction's easy. Attraction's like pretty instant. Like, you know whether you're attracted to somebody or not or whether you find someone attractive or not. Granted, there can be things that you can, you know, maybe within five minutes of a conversation, you're like, oh my God, I would never, like, I'm just so turned off by this person. Basically, don't ever confuse attraction for interest. Those are two completely different things. Like, it's not about whether or not they're giving you attention. It's about what kind of attention. Pay attention to those things. Pay attention to the kind of attention that you're getting. Are they asking you questions or are they um, basically telling you what they want from you? Okay, that'll tell you a lot. And if a guy is asking for nudes from you, especially if you don't like, I'm not talking about like if you're in a committed relationship or, you know, seriously dating someone intimate with them, etc. But like if a guy that you basically don't even know is asking you for nudes, just on the off chance, because I guess like sometimes there's people who are really young that might be listening to um, this podcast or consuming my content. And maybe they do something that's really naive just because they don't really like their brains haven't fully developed yet. If a guy is asking you for nudes, he really doesn't care about you. Point blank, period. Like no guy that gives a fuck about you is going to ask you to take naked pictures of yourself before they've even ever like invested like any time energy shown real interest in you really they don't care like that's not like they're not telling you this because they like you they're telling you this because they like to bang you they'd like to use you and you have to be really careful of these things because unfortunately i remember kanye west had said something about every relationship being a use and that's something to keep in mind like if somebody's coming at you, it's because they want something from you. And so because someone wants things from you, you have the you have the right to also want things back. And a lot of the times what happens with girls, especially, is we have a tendency to, because we're givers, we want people to like us, we want to be liked, we want to be approved of. Sometimes we end up giving much more than we need to. And this is why people get heartbroken. Um, if you really think about it, most of the times when people get heartbroken, it's not because they're heartbroken about the person per se. It's more or less about them feeling like they have given too much and not gotten anything like close to what they wanted in return. Do you know what I mean? Like they feel like they've been cheated. They feel like they've got like a crappy deal. That's what heartbreak is. Um, it's not really always about the other person, so to speak. It's like an investment loss. Like you're at a loss. It's like, well, I invested all this time and then like, what did I get out of it? I mean, you do get something out of every relationship. You get a lot of lessons. Um, and of course, good times too, but you do get a lot of lessons. But, you know, initially, that's not really what's going to make you happy. Like initially, you're like, I don't really care what I learned. I just care about what I lost for right now. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like a natural process. And there's so much more that I could talk about when it comes to this. But I remember, and this kind of relates to sort of something that I had posted and then taken down. Like this was like months ago. I had posted something on Instagram. It was a quote that you guys have probably seen like a million times where it says, the sexiest thing about a woman is her hustle. 
And at first, like when I first saw it, I was like, yeah, girls hustle. Like that's, that's sexy. Like it's sexy when a girl has, you know, goals and like she's working on her own things, you know. And it's like, yeah, that is sexy, but actually that is not the sexiest thing about a woman. And I took it down because I was like, because I thought about it and I was like, I don't actually agree with it. It was like kind of like a knee jerk reaction where I like posted it and then I took it back. Like, yes, it's sexy. Like a girl's hustle can be sexy, um, depending Um, but the actual sexiest thing about a girl, a woman, is her standards, period. So that's something to basically keep in mind. So as I was saying, um, men have this natural tendency where they want to get as much out of somebody as quickly as possible. And that means you're going to have to enforce boundaries. Okay. Just because somebody's telling you, I want this thing from you doesn't mean... Obviously, it doesn't mean you have to give it to them, but it's also not really a reflection on you. It's a reflection of them, of maybe who they think you are, maybe who they're not even maybe who they think you are, but maybe who they're hoping you are. Because deep down, they kind of are hoping that they can get as much as possible as quickly as possible. And men kind of use this like sort of pressure where like, let's say you set a boundary. There was something that I'd heard Um, I believe it was from Gala Darling. She said something about boundaries. And she said that when you set a boundary, it's not something that you're going to have to set once, especially if it's like a new boundary. Like, let's say you're in um, a relationship with someone, whether it's in your friendships or with your family members or whatever area of your of your life where you need to set a boundary with another person. It's it tends to not be something that you're going to have to set once. It's something you're going to have to likely enforce multiple times because it's going to be tested by the other person. Um, Sometimes this could be like, you know, with ill intent, um, but sometimes it's just kind of like part of human nature. I've, I've kind of said this. I'm not sure if I've mentioned it on the podcast, but I know I've mentioned it in conversations with friends of mine. And I've said that naturally we have this instinct as as humans where we kind of sort of want to get away with as much as possible (laughs) and so we sort of sometimes subconsciously or consciously depending um we'll sort of test boundaries and sort of see if like if we can really get away with something or not if this boundary is serious or not if this limitation that someone is setting for us is what they're saying it is or not something that happens a lot is with with women, it's kind of like masculine guilt, I think it's called, where when a girl, when a female woman sets a boundary, like when she says like, hey, that's not something I'm willing to do right now, or just not something I'm comfortable with, or uh, flat out no, like that's not something I would do. Um, Sometimes men will try to guilt, use masculine guilt to get her to backtrack, to get her to change her mind. Because you know, she's clearly setting a boundary for something that they want. And the thing is, it's very important to realize that just because you set a boundary, whatever that boundary is, and like have it in your mind, like what your boundaries are, when somebody asks you for something, or before you go into a situation, like have a clear idea of what exactly your boundaries are, and be prepared that it's not just going to be one time. Because sometimes I think when people end up kind of backtracking or making exceptions, etc., is when they're not prepared to set the boundary more than once, when they're not prepared to 
um, stick with it to kind of like fight for their boundary. So it's important that whatever area of your life, especially if it's a new boundary, like let's say all of your existing relationships, you're kind of like looking at your relationships with whether it's your romantic relationships, your friendships, your relationships with your family members. If you feel like there's certain things where you need to set some boundaries, know that the boundaries will be tested, especially if this is a pre-existing relationship where maybe prior to this moment, you were okay with certain things. A woman is allowed to change her mind. People are allowed to change their minds. I mean, people change their minds all the time. I mean, what can we do? Like, what do you mean? Like, just because you've done anything a certain way for however long doesn't mean that you have to continue doing things that same way. Like, times change. It's like, listen, people used to use flip phones and beepers. And at some point, people were writing freaking letters with like a quill and and ink and stuff. Like, do you expect people to continue doing things exactly that way? Like, as much as it wouldn't make sense for someone to continue doing things in ways that are outdated, it's also not going to make sense for you to do things that are outdated according to your standards. See what I mean? Like, it's so ridiculous when people feel like they are stuck or have other people make them feel like they are stuck to being a certain way. You can always change course. You can always set a new standard. You can always set a new boundary. Like, that is all completely in your control. But be prepared to have to reinforce it and have to let people know that you're serious about what you're what you're saying and what you're planning. But the thing is, whenever you're setting a new standard, a new boundary, it doesn't necessarily mean that the other person has to be okay with it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't mean that they have to be okay with it. It doesn't mean that they have to stick around. And to a certain extent, there may be situations where it's kind of serious. Like when you set a boundary, even if it's a new one, it's kind of like, you know what, no more of this. Like, I'm not tolerating this anymore. It may come down to, you know, your boundary versus that person. And if it's something that's important enough for you, you're going to have to kind of prepare yourself to make that decision, okay? Because nobody is, nobody has to stick with you just because you've decided to change something. Because if it's something that really does not work for them, if it's something that maybe goes against their standards, their values, um, their minimum requirements, uh, they, they also reserve the right to not continue being a part of your life, not continuing to allow you to be a part of their lives. So be really aware of that. Like you have a right to make your own decisions. You have a right to change your mind, but also be prepared for sometimes when we're setting new boundaries and setting new standards, people fall away because they can't get away with whatever they've gotten away with, or it changes things for them. Um, selfishly, they have the right to walk away. Okay. If, if, if they so choose. Now, if they understand that this is for the better of you and they respect that, they'll stay. Do you see what I mean? Because there's another layer. Now, they don't have to, but if they do respect you and are like, you know what, that doesn't conflict with my intentions for you, um, what I intend for you, then I'll stick around. That's fine. That's the ideal. But if they don't see how it's benefiting you, or don't care how it's benefiting you and are just being completely selfish about it. Like, I'm not against being selfish, but I'm saying like if they're being, if they're selfishly trying to get you to change something that you know for sure is for your own good and they quite don't care how it's good for you, they just want to get what they want and want you to change or they're leaving, well, then that just, that tells you a whole lot more about who they are as people. Because somebody who actually does care about you 
they're going to be like, okay, like, for example, let's say with something kind of lighter, like, let's say with friendships, for example, because like, I feel like friendships are like the more easy thing, like relationships, like romantic relationships, fr- uh, family relationships, those are kind of like they hold more like, um, what's it called? There's like more weight, more strings attached, more complexities to things. So we're going to just go with like a really basic thing with friendship, because it's a little bit lighter, right? So like, let's say you are setting a new standard for yourself, a new boundary that maybe you know, it's it's something for your own good. Like, let's say you want to invest more of your time in your career or your business or some other area of your life. Um, and you tell your friends like, hey, I'm not going to have as much time for this, that or the other. Or, you know, don't expect me to get back to certain things right away right now because of X, Y, Z thing. Like whatever it might be, like if you're setting a new standard where it's taking away some of your time, not all of your time, but some of the time that you would have spent with them or on them, um, talking to them, seeing them, etc. And they're not okay with it. <laughs> it's not like you're saying I'm spending no time with you anymore, but like just less. Um, and they're not okay with it, even though they know that it's something that's going to benefit you. And they still aren't okay with it, or they're giving you shit for it, or they're treating you differently for it. That's a very big indication of who they are, what their intentions are for you. So like I was saying before, it's, see, as women, we have this thing where we kind of, we're very much into people pleasing. And that causes us to get into situations where we say yes to things that we don't necessarily want to say yes to. Um, We agree to things, we overextend ourselves. And the thing is, this is why I tell people that it's important to a little bit of friction, a little bit of tension, a little bit of disagreement is actually a good thing. Because what that does is it reveals to you what someone's intentions for you are. And it also lets you know if even like besides intentions of if you and any of these other people are actually good for each other. Because if you honestly are somebody who can't see yourself doing certain things or don't have the time or the energy to do certain things or to meet certain expectations um, that are maybe really important to another person, then it's best that you guys go your separate ways. doesn't have to be, again, this doesn't have to be like a big dramatic thing. Sometimes it might end up being that way. Um, But in the long run, it's what's good for you. So never allow anybody else to pressure you, rush you, um, or tell you who the hell you are. So like when, when you see, let's say, going back to the original question where it's like you reject somebody, as long as you're doing it in a polite way, if somebody's attacking you for rejecting them, that's really their own insecurity. Don't take that personally. Um, If you've ever read the four agreements, one of the four agreements is don't take anything personally. And honestly, there's so much truth to that. And it saves you a hell of a lot of time. There might be situations where it might be personal, but for the most part, 99% of the things that other people do to you or the way they react or respond to you isn't always really anything to do with you. It's usually a reflection of the issues that they have themselves. Like, haven't you ever noticed how sometimes, let's say, you're dealing with somebody and they're accusing you of doing something that maybe it looks like that, but your intentions aren't that? That's because they are projecting onto you something that they believe, an issue from their past, an issue from their perspective of things. So don't take everything personally. People have so many different things going on with them, battles that we'll never know about, no matter even how close you might be with these people. But especially with like some random guy who like you tell them like, I'm not interested in 
in you, you have the right to say that you're not interested. I mean, there's people who are probably not interested in like Angelina Jolie or Brad Pitt, and they're both, you know, generally speaking, some of the most attractive people in the world, but some they're ugly to somebody. Everybody's ugly to somebody. It's really not that big of a deal. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope that it helped you. I feel like I talked a lot about a lot of different things, but I really hope that it gave you a lot of value. If you know someone who would enjoy it, feel free to share it with them. If you yourself have gotten value out of this episode or any episode of the show so far, I would really appreciate it if you took a moment to just let me know by leaving a rating and a review on this podcast. Not only does it help the show to grow, but it also helps me to get a clearer picture of what you might want to know even more about. So that said, when you do leave a rating and a review, or if you share this show in any type of way if there's somebody that you know who might really benefit from it whether you share it on social media whether you share it to them directly please take a screenshot and email it to me at hellogorgeous at jessicaharlow.com and in return i will send you my hair care tips and secrets for growing the longest healthiest hair that you can as well as access to a few exciting things that i have lined up for you guys again thank you so much for listening and supporting the show and i look forward to talking to you again next thursday